there is no such thing as a sustainable life. There's, you know, you can be a homesteader, you can be whatever, you're not going to live a sustainable life. The only sustainable life is a regenerative life. This is the Happy Earthling. I'm Mike Stokes. Today's episode is a monologue about how do we connect ancient wisdom to modern technology. So the problem as I see it today is that we just invent, 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 move forward and forward and forward and forward with our technological advancements and we do not think about whether this is a wise course of action. So we need to really stretch back into the past and see how long-lived civilizations in the past filtered their progress through social and societal and cultural norms that ensured their longevity and preserved and protected their ecosystems. So without further ado, here is the monologue that I created. We tend to think that we should always be going forward with greater and greater technological innovation no matter what the cost that is just it's kind of it's just kind of the way we're wired and on the one hand that's got us to where we are which is super rad like we can travel around the world I can make YouTube videos and we can live in this really dynamic uh, you know our world if you think about it if you think about it from a historical perspective is kind of straight out of science fiction um, you know the the flying cars they're inventing and the uh, rockets are going into space and the you know the Star Trek communicator is this is your cell phone and um, so I mean if you're a, of a younger generation I'm 53 no 54 now so I'm an, of an older generation now <clears throat> It becomes more clear to me as I age the changes that are happening around us you know if you're younger the changes are just part of what you know you know I grew up in the uh, you know so preteen in the 70s and a teenager in the 80s um, so you know we didn't <laughs> personal computers weren't a thing cell phones weren't a thing and um, so it's, it's much easier for me now to see, and people who are older than me, to all of you, to see the change that's occurring. Well, what's my point? The point is, is that if you haven't already figured this out, we're going to, we're, we're heading um, blindly on the course of technological expansion. Now, when I was in my early 20s, I became a true environmentalist, meaning that I had a heart connection with the destruction of the beautiful and pristine ecosystems of Earth. Um, and that happened, you know, through a lot of kind of media influence, to be honest with you, you know, Dances with Wolves and um, those other kinds of uh, stories and, and the work of Joseph Campbell in particular and his stories about Native Americans and uh, and 
I felt the pain of the loss of, you know, the old growth forests and the, the mass migrations of salmon up the rivers and the mass migration of whales up and down the coast of California and the Western Pacific. Um, and those, those, those vast, 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 massive abundances of, of life that were, you could see that how the, the older generation saw those massive abundances. You know, if you're not really tuned into how massive the abundance was, um, I don't have any good statistics. I wish I did, but, but just watch some of the mass migration documentaries of the of the ones that are left and you'll see you know these amazing dolphin and and anchovy and uh you know and bird and and the the wildebeest and the those those giant migrations and those are amazing and they're huge but they're a fraction of what they used to be a tiny fraction and that's the thing that that it got in my heart and you know we don't really change anything until it gets in our heart and i wish i had better way to help you get in your heart other than to just suggest going and watching some of those documentaries and I suppose I would just suggest you know really trying to connect with what it was like so here's the thing I think you know for example um, this whole talk is about how do we connect the ancient why we need to connect the ancient to the modern to the to the future and how we're we're sort of not we're not doing that. I mean, we're just taking baby steps in how to do that. You know, how to honor our ancestors. You know, one of the ways we honor our ancestors is by learning about them and remembering them. So in my house, we spend a lot of time watching um, PBS Eons, uh, which uh, you know the documentary series, and it's it's on YouTube, it's free, and it shows my daughter's learning. All of our ancestors, you know, our ancestors in the reptiles and our ancestors in the in the mammals and and all of the amazing life forms that came before us. The you know the straight-toothed elephant, the pygmy elephant that lived on the Channel Islands, the mammoth that roamed the coast of the western United States, and the giant sloth and the saber-toothed tigers and the dire wolves, those are all our ancestors who we need to pay homage to you know and there was a time when when fungus dominated the earth and personally i am quite a fungophile and i think that mushrooms uh, the medicine the medicine and the food and the possibilities of of embracing the uh, that critical part of our ecosystem that decays all the dying matter and gives it new life uh, is a critical ancestor that we need to honor so one of the ways that we can connect with our ancient past is simply watching documentaries about it you know um, who lived in the place where you live you know in, in our areas it's the Pomos and the Miwoks that lived before the uh, European settlers, you know, and, and even the European settlers, you know, I owe my home 
to sort of a legacy of European settlers who came to my little town in Northern California and, and built houses and roads and railroads and, and water infrastructure and uh, communities. And there's a legacy of pain and suffering and displacement of indigenous peoples. But I still can't discount, you know, we, we want to put things in these neat little boxes where, um, I heard it said in a great way, uh, it's an area of gray in a world that only wants black and white. Um, and th there is no only black and white. There's, there's always going to be areas of gray. And that's, that's what makes beautiful art. Um, and that's what makes a wise human being. So the point of this video is how to reconcile why and how to bring the ancient wisdom of our ancestors and the future power of our technology in harmony. So one of the ways that we honor our ancestors and that we link those two is by remembering. And so there's a reason that um, the Jewish community and a lot of the other communities that care about um, human rights are making lots of cultural icons to remember the, ho the Holocaust of Nazi Germany. The biggest danger is if we forget what can happen uh, when a fundamentalist extreme idea takes hold of a fearful population. You know, so pre-Nazi uh, pre Germany was in a lot of fear. There was a lot of economic uncertainty. And, and that's where we are now in America and the whole world. There's a lot of fear and economic uncertainty in the whole world. And that's when um, black and white thinking pushes its way to the surface and crowds out the nuance of wisdom. So it's important to remember our ancient past and it's, it's inconvenient, you know. Um, I recently did a, a ritual where I um, grieved the loss of my father who uh, died um, patriotically on uh, July 4th, um, 2022. Uh, and my mother, who died dramatically in a head-on car collision at 86. They were both 86 when they died, so they had great long lives. Um, uh, in a head-on collision, I think that was eight, eight years ago. So maybe 2016, I have to check the dates exactly so why am I sharing this why I'm sharing this is because it was critical for my personal path to learn to honor my indigenous past so my indigenous past goes through my ancestors which is directly through my father and mother and then through their father and mother and then through theirs and then through theirs and then through theirs and all the way back take it all the way back to the birth of life on earth and to the birth of the earth and to the birth of the universe now personally i think that as a society we don't need to go back to the birth of the, well we maybe go back to the birth of the earth but we don't really need to go back to the birth of the universe 
we need to learn how to repair our spiritual relationship with our mother. Um, and I know that term gets overused, but it is so appropriate. You know, without the earth, there's no us. You know, without the, you know, even without all of the mass extinctions, the seven or eight, I don't know how many they're up to now in terms of what they figured out actually happened. Without those eight mass extinctions, correct me if I'm wrong, I don't, you know, sorry. Um, we don't exist. I don't exist. You don't exist. And by remembering that and then incorporating that into our personal origin story, we begin to connect ourselves authentically and holistically and more importantly i mean those words sum it up but but most importantly in a in a way that gives space and honors all the other life forms you know without that vitality of abundance that was inherent in our ecosystems prior to the industrial and the agricultural revolution we likely wouldn't have evolved into these um, technologically advanced societies. So we need to honor that because, you know, again, back to this idea that I'm going to call him our ancestor, our ancestor, you know, for, for lack of a better term, for, for those of you that are indigenous and don't have an ancestry of exploitation, um, more power to you. Um, I wish I had that ancestry. I don't. Um, I'm doing my best to claim my modern nativeness to my place uh, and honor my heritage as well as the deep ancestry that I'm connected to. We are all children of the earth. We are all one and interdependent with the systems of life on earth. So, I'm, in my personal mythology, and I think we all need to do this personally and culturally, in my personal origin story, I'm making peace with the, well, this is hard to say, I'm, I've only begun to take the baby steps to do this. I'm making peace with the exploitation, death, killing, and destruction that came from my ancestors that created the oil lamps that lit the rooms where the constitution and the declaration of independent was independence was lit the ecological destruction at that time was insane you know the 1800s the ecological and cultural it was insane the amount of destruction that was happening and in a lot of ways I wear these glasses and I sit in this infrared sauna directly because of that tormented history. And I need to make peace with that and reparations. And I don't believe, I don't mean reparations in the political sense where like, we'll just start handing money to people. No, I mean reparations in like, how do I build a life that honors the totality of life that created the initial stages of abundance that allowed for that massive exploitation. Um, you know, there, I, I've said before, and I'll say it again, there is no such thing as a sustainable life. 
there's you know you can be a homesteader you can be whatever you're not going to live a sustainable life the only sustainable life is a regenerative life and the regenerative life is trying to bring back ecosystems i recently interviewed a um, sustainable forest comp company forestry company um, and they're FSE certified, which is still the highest bar of sustainably harvested wood that can be. And their, their process is, is in the top tier of lumber companies in the world. But for me personally, and for what I think we need to connect this ancient legacy of abundance to uh, a future that has not only technology, but also that abundance, they have to be in a regenerative conversation. And right now what they're in is a sustainable conversation. They just want to, they want to regenerate to a level that was previous to the biodiversity complexity of the old growth forest. They're going to regenerate to a level just below that, which is great. And so this is a critical thing for us, those who care about the planet, don't ever let perfection in your ideal be the enemy of progress in your standards you know if you're if you're not buying any wood well, fine don't buy any wood but if you are buying wood then you you need to go with the highest standard which it currently is fsc and several other privately owned independent logging companies which i haven't actually personally found yet it's very difficult to find them but i'm i'm on the hunt for them i've heard of one and i'm gonna try to find it so the point that I'm making there is that another way to link our so so here's a principle the to link to our past we need to remember the massive amount of biological and, and biomass and just the huge populations of life that existed prior to our uh, domination of the planet those things set the seeds for what we enjoy now and we need to pay eternal gratitude through our entire life we will never we will never repay uh, the earth and all of the previous life forms that gave us so much in our lifetime maybe in two lifetimes three lifetimes four lifetimes five lifetimes probably more like 10 or 20 maybe in 20 lifetimes we can repay in the terms of so here's what i think it's a way to repay and connect and enhance life in the long in, in in connection to this ancient wisdom to the modern technological future and that is to create a culture so you need to create and our our our, our society needs to create a value that abundant life is inherently valuable and inherently beautiful and complex ancient ecosystems need to be restored to their maximum complexity now caveat here many people think that means like taking humans out of the equation I'm not saying that I actually don't like the word regenerative because there's no such thing as regenerative you're going from you know after the last mass extinction it was an entirely new generation of life forms so we're in that phase again we're not regenerating anything we're generating a new and so in order to generate a new we have to simply create a culture so here's the bottom line the bottom line is that human culture runs everything look at the religions around the world those are cultures that's what runs them look at you know the neoliberal idea that's a culture 
that runs the planet. You combine religion with neoliberal ideas and then the battle between authoritarianism and democracy, those are all cultural movements that run the planet. So what I'm saying is that we need a new culture, or we need to continue to evolve this cultural movement that's starting, that sees life, the biodiversity of life, the abundance, the radical abundance that life naturally yearns towards as the normal state. That's normal. What we've done is created an abnormal state of lack. We should be able to go out into the, you know, my local river and in the springtime see, be able to walk across the backs of the salmons. But since we can't do that, that's abnormal. That's not normal. And we run, the greatest risk that we run is normalizing the sewage dump that we're creating. The toxic sewage dump that we're creating. You know, we create little pockets of beauty here and there, and then we just keep like decimating the whole thing because it saves us a little time. It makes life a little easier. You know, I'm all for saving time and making life easier. But here I think is maybe the thread that's gonna connect us to the modern technological uh, future. And that is that there's, there's really just two main equations which we need to honor. It's getting uh, really hot in here. It is. I'm trying to burn out the toxins in my mind and my body. I'm waiting for the, the it's 160 degrees. So we'll take a little break. One of the simplest ways that we can connect our indigenous legacy by remembering, you know, number one is remember, you know, create that story that links you back in time through all of that came before you. Don't cut it off somewhere. That's what people do. Um, and it makes me really sad to just see these, you know, quote unquote, true things that people do where they cut off their connection to the deep history of earth and of life. Connect yourself to that deep history. Make it part of your origin story. And then come forward. You know, honor the, the inherent beauty and power of incredibly complex ancient ecosystems and the wisdom that they teach us incredibly ancient cultures and the wisdom that they teach us whatever's left of them uh, given the mass gen cultural genocide and human genocide that's occurred that my ancestors were part of uh, that i'm incredibly ashamed of but there's nothing i can do other than witness it and try to change the way my future culture lives so honoring those things and then there's basically two fundamental principles that if, if we stick with those, in addition to what connecting to the past, I think we'll be on a better trajectory. One is, is that we all need to get really, really into the finiteness of the planet Earth material system. 
Now you'll say, Mike, you know, there's the sun and it's blasting infinite amounts, not infinite amounts, but near infinite amounts of solar energy into the earth every day. Well, that's true. And that's part of our finite material system that relies upon that energy to create the life, the biodiversity, the stability. You know, there's a lot of arguments made that human civilization evolved to its current point because of the stability of the climate that just happened to happen while we were in our high brain development state with our really dexterous hands. So honor the finiteness of the earth material system with its energy system input from the sun. Little meteors here and there, some nuclear energy spattered here and there. Could tap into fusion energy, that's an infinite power of the universe, which we have to be very careful that we just don't disturb the entire balance of the whole earth when we harness that, which we will. You know, if anything's apparent, we make technological progress. But will we do it wisely is, we're not on track for that. So we need to change course, basically. And, and you know, there's a large movement around the technological changes. And here's what I want to say. So the limited source, the honoring of the ancestral wisdom, combined with the infinite creative intelligence of consciousness, the infinite action of human energy. So you combine the creative problem-solving capacity of the humans with our ability to harness and move energy and create things, robots, AI, cars, phones, sticks to crack, crack open, um, oysters. And you, if you combine all those things, then generally you have infinity, right? That's infinite. And anything times or plus infinity is still infinity. So our potential is infinity. But if you get the variable wrong, the limited, interdependent, that's the other point, which I haven't brought up yet. Interdependence is the key. That is the end of 60 minutes in the sauna. Took me uh, 27 minutes to start the video and 33 minutes to finish, but I'm gonna finish off a couple more minutes. So anything plus or times infinity is still infinity. But here's the rub, if you get the variables wrong, like the interdependence is one of the variables. The limited material supply on earth is one of the variables. So we gotta honor those two things, interdependence and limited supply of materials. Now the energy could be argued to be infinite as well, um, but we have, to we have to wisely combine the infinite energy with the infinite creative human potential, with the limited material resources of, of Earth, with the, um, come back to me, the limited material resources of Earth, with the law of interdependence of life. Life does not exist in a vacuum, it exists in an interdependent way. Your whole body is a microbiome. People are going nuts for the microbiome. I hope they're connecting the microbiome to the macrobiome. We are killing the macrobiome. And we've been killing the microbiome. But as we learn to enhance, maybe as we learn to enhance our inner microbiome, we'll translate that from the micro to the meso to the macro. And we're doing that. I mean, some people are working very hard to do that. But I think we need 
a wisdom movement, a cultural movement around all that stuff. So when you combine the infinite energy, the infinite power of the creative mind, the limited material resources of Earth, the law of interdependence, and I'm going to claim this a law as a law too, the law of ancestry. We, if we don't go deep into our ancestral path and honor the ancestral origins and give pay respect and figure out how would they, how did they contribute to our life and how could we honor that in our wise approach to technological advancement. Um, that's how we do it. That's how we heal the planet. Ancestral connection as deep back as we can on a personal cultural level with the honoring of the law of interdependence, with the honoring of the law of limited resources, with the honoring of the law of infinite human potential, with the honoring of the law of infinite energy. It's not infinite. At some point, the universe will you know, expand into nothingness and all energy will disappear. So it's not infinite. Near infinite energy. Okay, I hope that's been helpful. <clears throat> I, I really hope that's been helpful. Um, I'm trying to make videos and audios that I believe are the most important. Sometimes I get sidetracked, I make less important ones, but I think this one is important. And if you thought it was important, try to get someone to, else to watch it or to listen to it and watch it through to the end. You know, like comment. You know, what do you think? What are our next moves? You know, we need to be on the same team. Even if you don't 100% agree with me, if you're like, well, I think we should tweak this or we gotta change that. You know, the important part is that we collectively begin to rewrite the cultural norms, the cultural laws. We have cultural norms and laws right now that put economics above ecology. Now that's slowly, slowly changing, but we gotta accelerate that. We gotta have an army, and I use a military metaphor on purpose. We do need an army. You know, the winners of the wars write the history books. So, I'm not advocating violence, but I am saying we're in a war. We're in a cultural war. Hold on. So we are in a cultural war for the, the heartbeat of the earth. You know, we could let it just go. And it'll go to a mass extinction event. And humanity will suffer incredible pain. I, to be honest with you, I think we're kind of a little bit past the point of where we're not going to experience some degree of intense pain. We're already experiencing it, and it's, it's not going to get easier. Um, I have made some other videos, which I'm not super proud of. I'll probably make some updates about the power of pain and, and moving towards the right pain. It's, it's the same idea individually where you have to learn to love the burn of the workout. Um, you know, I'm currently working on an earlier morning routine, a wise earlier morning routine that includes plenty of rest. Um, and that's painful for me, um, but I'm working it, you know, and I'm experiencing the pain and the benefit. Um, but the point is, is that we're gonna have to go through a cultural pain and personal pain to get to 
where we need to go. And here's the thing, you know, you need to be planting seeds of trees that you will never know the shade. You've probably heard that saying. Um, and you need to, another one of my big purposes is to help people find joy in this process. You know, it's, it's, if you really embrace where we're going, it's super dark, super painful. You know, there's a reason that I like metal and uh, demonic images and, um, you know, that kind of stuff because it, it helps me deal with the trajectory that we're on and find the kernels of gold of which I can propel out into the world. You know, you can still have a happy, amazing life in the midst of a macro death cycle. You know, it makes me think of that movie, It's a Beautiful Life, where they're in the concentration camps and the, um, the father is just creating this incredibly positive, magical world for the future of his children. That's pretty much what we need to do. It's the same story. And you have to develop the inner strength not to get sucked down into a deflated narrative in which you can't move, like 99% of the people are gonna do, and you have to be that 1%, or I hope you will become, I hope you will choose out of your own free will to become that 1% or 0.001% that dedicates their life to creating a future that's not only happy and healthy for you, but happy and healthy for the next 100,000 years. I think we also need to start thinking in thousand-year timelines. Uh, the 100-year timeline died with the advent of Western civilization, of agriculture, and um, and the Industrial Revolution. Um, it's just too short. You know, you look around here, um, 100 year, we got 100-year dams, we got 100-year floodlines. Those are not enough. They're kind of, you know, 100-year fire hazards. You know, those are not enough. It's got to be a 1,000. And so that's another part of our way that we can connect to our ancient legacy is find the thousand year patterns, the 10,000 year patterns, the 20,000, 30. That's why studying the ancient past and remembering the ancient past is so powerful and will make you a wiser person. If you're stuck in today's stuff, or even in the last 100 years or 200 years or 300 years, you know, the political organization of the planet right now, that's three or 400 years old. I mean, 300 years old, max, you know, um, before the house kings and queens, you know? So don't get stuck in that. It seems like all there is because it's all we've known in our lifetime. But the wise man knows it's not. It's, it's just a fraction. And you have to live within it. You have to hide from the... What's the word I'm looking for? You have to hide from the Inquisition when it comes for you. But you don't have to stop your work. The Inquisition, if you challenge the status quo enough, will come for you. I better put all this on the dark web. <laughs> I hope that was helpful. Um, you know, and I don't want to leave you with that the Inquisition will come for you. I want to leave you with that we're honest. Those of us who choose the path of regenerative living in cultural means and in physical means, we are the ones who inherit the earth. And we inherit it not necessarily with the battle arms of tanks and artillery, but we inherit it in the hearts and minds of the world. Eventually, the 
hearts and minds will come to this viewpoint. I'm just hoping that we can make the transition with less pain rather than more pain. Go forth, multiply. <laughs> I truly am blessed that even, you know, if even one person watched this, thank you. Um, yeah, I just hope more people will, you know, if you're already on the program, woo, and this was all review, woo, you know, uh, post your own video, man. Post something better than this. Okay, later.